Welcome to The Oyster Sisters, a podcast about loving our wobbly bits, growing through life's grit, and learning from the pearls that are worth treasuring. We're here to unleash an ocean of love, and we're so glad you're swimming with us. Well, hi, I'm Mia Hanson. I'm Gemma Munro. And I'm Taryn Brumford. And I hate oysters. Hmm? Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> We need to what rethink we... this whole shebang. <laughs> shebang. <laughs> that is a good word. It's mm. a good word. Unused. Mm. Should we talk about why mm. and and how? As in how we know each other. Taz and I kept bumping into each other in bizarre circumstances. So mm-hmm. elevator doors would open and we'd be there and we'd be seated on planes together and we'd be in playgrounds where we'd never been in before, pushing our kids on the swings and be, be standing next to each other. So after a while, we realised we were meant to be friends and do awesome stuff together. And then I actually think it was you, my dear, Mia, who started the next thing because you had a dream. I did. I was the crazy dream-stalking <laughs> woman. <laughs> so I we actually went to school together, Gemma. Yes. You remember, but I was the Vaguely. year below you. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Yeah, just the captain. You know when you're in like school and like from... anyone below you is like, oh, you're not no, as old, not not as, old one, as me. This one like shone from below. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> oh, well, I looked up to you mm. and we didn't have much to do with each other at high school, but um, I watched you in your career founding Inkling Women and as I was getting into leadership development work myself, uh, after many permutations of my career, and I, I, I had, strangely, I did have a period of my life where I started to realise that I was having prophetic dreams. Just so everybody knows, <laughs> so I had this dream about Gemma, and uh, having watched you from afar for this period of time and admired and adored, and then this dream that very clearly said you need to meet Gemma and write together. The two of you need to write together. So, it took me. a couple of weeks to because I was really nervous about being the crazy nutter dream stalker. <laughs> so I emailed her and I thought, well, I've got no idea if Gemma actually believes in dreams or any of these kinds of I things. I love that you had no idea I, and no. how much I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so brilliant. So I revealed myself to you mm. and was was really honest. I had this dream about you. Please don't think that I'm crazy stalker type, but I'd really love to meet for a coffee and talk about writing together. Mm. So we did. So we did. And we did. And we we had a lovely time. We really clicked. Yeah. And I I think with both of you, there was, you know, those soul connections that uh, there's a recognition. It's like, oh, you're meant to be in my life. And for me, it's I'm getting them now shiver up and down the spine. It's Mm. like, oh, there's something here with this person. And I had it with both of you. And I think you have to tell me if this is right or not. But when I introduced the two of you at my party it was a birthday party I think it was I think you had it too yeah it was a, it was an instant connection yeah. of I know you from somewhere yeah. and we just get each other mm-hmm. and it was instant love and I think over the years since that party we've had you know speaking to you now Mia I can think of an occasion where you jumped into a dam because we were getting some yabbies and you lost your net so you had to go get it and I was really hot I mean 
and I really wanted to be with you by your side. Yeah. And I jumped in too. And I just remember this little moment. And Gemma and I, you, you and I have had so many of these too, these mm-hmm. moments where you just sort of look at somebody and they're doing whatever. And you're like, gosh, I just love you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, look at us in a dirty dam. I mean, had I known how many yabbies were in there, I don't know whether I would have gotten in. No. There was a lot. There was a lot. Um, but it's been really beautiful. All the occasions that we've spent. And then as as the twosome and then as the threesome. Yeah. We've had quite a few of them. And I was so grateful that you were prepared to get damn water in your vagina for me that day. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's what you said when you're in there. Oh, my God, damn water. Yeah, I'm a little bit germ-phobic, so I'm just like, oh, you know. Actually, now that I think about it, you've done lots of things because we've asked you to. Like we went camping together and you had to do an outside poo. Yeah, I'm not down with any of that. You wanted us I to hold now. your hand. I don't think we did. <laughs> no, you guys drew the line on me there. You're like, I was like, just come closer. Just like, don't let me do this on my own. You but I did so well. You, you were did. so brave. Absolutely. <laughs> Traipsing off with your shovel in your toilet roll. It was, yeah, it was a real moment in time, wasn't it? It really was. And, and I feel like we've all... We've had the whole spectrum of emotions in our friendship and connection. So we've had the hilarity and the joy and the love and we've had the moments where we've just hit the wall and sobbed with each other and we've camped, we've eaten and got food poisoning together. It's We've been through such a lot in such a short space amount of time and it felt like we were, we were divinely guided to be friends, but then it started to feel like we were divinely guided to do something else yeah. besides just being friends. And we had no idea what. That's it. Speaking yeah. of that first bush poo camping experience, yeah, that was really where the idea of this podcast or in fact us needing to do something together, feeling that spark of inspiration to be of service to others because of the connection that we have together. It was a pretty powerful weekend. It really was quite profound, just experiencing. And I think it's because of where we had arrived in our own lives and the struggles that we were having and then just being completely open. I think I shared things with you guys that I'd never shared with anyone, you know, in my entire life. And whether it was the swag, whether it was the fire, the the good red wine, which I'd never drank until I met you guys. I wasn't a wine drinker. And next, what were we having? Lubitani, someone? Stefiano <laughs> Lubiana. It was so good. Those jaffles. Yeah, it was a really it was a really special weekend. And I think what we commented on was that the connection that we have, it's not like it never happens, but we had been because we we all work with women a fair bit in, in the work that we do, we have all talked with with women and people in general who, yes, they've got friendships, but they don't necessarily have the friendships where you can sit with each other and genuinely celebrate each other's success, mm. but also genuinely be there and hold space for when shit is going down and and not just hold space to go, oh, that's awful, you poor thing, but okay, how can we help you grow through this? And in doing that with and for each other, we grew closer together. And we, when we would talk about our friendship with others, they would say, I, I want that. I want that sense of connection and that sense of love and that sense of commitment to each other's individual growth and commitment to the growth of the friendship. And we thought, oh, there's something mm, here. Yeah, yeah, that we could say forward. 
mm. in sharing what happens when we get together. And I, I really love your point, Jem, about that point of difference in terms of the space that we created with and for each other and particularly that weekend that we went camping, just thinking about the context that each of us were in that, you know, you just recently, Taz, you know, your marriage had ended, mine had ended a couple of years earlier, Gemma, you were entering into a new relationship and there was a whole lot of shit hitting the fan in various ways in our lives. Absolutely. But the the beauty of that was, I think, to your point, and this was perhaps the the moment that I realised the parts of you, Taz, in particular, because I'd spend a bit more time with you, Jem, that when I think about the the you that is out there in the world, you know, the documentary filmmaker and the now Australian of the Year and the the things that people might read off of your bio. And what I appreciated was the opportunity to crack the shell that we often hold around ourselves. And when we are out there in a public arena and having been there to some extent myself in politics and in the media that, you know, we, we have a persona that we project out there and actually having a safe space where we could open up and share the parts of ourselves that we wouldn't normally. And that's that was the power of that exchange. And particularly where I think in a society where part of the story has been that, you know, for women in particular, that we compare and compare ourselves to other successful women and we compete. Mm. And what that often leads to is tearing others down in our minds or tearing ourselves down in our own minds. And I felt the complete opposite of that as each of us were opening up in our friendship mm-hmm. that I felt lifted up and I felt more able to be more and more myself. And that's what I so want for women everywhere, oh, for yeah. people everywhere. That is just so beautifully expressed. And I think in sharing what we now call our wobbly bits, we got stronger. So it wasn't that we shared our wobbly bits and they vomited everywhere and they became runny. We actually felt stronger in being able to share the the soft bits that we don't necessarily always get encouraged to share Mm, with the world. And then in sharing those soft bits with each other, we're less judgmental of ourselves. And I I do think you you talk about saying it forward all the time, Mia. I, I do think there is a power in sharing the soft juicy, tender bits um, that we don't necessarily always make public that then opens it up for others to firstly feel that it's not just me. Mm. Thank God for that. But secondly, a sense of community that we're actually all in this together. Mm -hmm. So true. And I think from my perspective, what I loved about opening up about the darkest parts of me or the worst parts of me was mm-hmm. how I would have described it probably back then was that neither of you wanted to fix that. Mm. You loved it and it was yes. a really new perspective on the parts of my personality or the parts, the things that are in my basement that I don't share with people that you guys, you know, we always talk about holding the space, but it's exactly what you did. There was no fixing. There was no motivational like, yeah, well, let's do this. There's no, because that's often what we do too. We are confronted with a with an issue or a problem and we try to mask it 
or we try to run from it. Mm. And having been on my knees and Jem, mm. you saw that when I, you know, my marriage broke down and I went to Gemma's house and I went there for support. She couldn't even touch me because it was COVID <laughs> and your partner had some health concerns that wouldn't, you know, you just couldn't touch me. And I was like, touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Hug me. I, by the time I got out of my car, I was actually crawling down Gemma's driveway and then I knocked on the door and Gemma's beautiful partner, Ben, answered and I was in a pile. It was like something else. Mm. Um, but it wasn't about fixing. No. It was about, yeah. yeah, let's explore this. I love that what we're talking about, and Gem, you've used the word soft bits, wobbly mm. bits, and you've talked about the darkness in the basement mm. and these are the parts of ourselves that we would consider to be a bit ugly, mm. that we want to keep back, hold back. And part of the purpose for starting this podcast, and we'll get to the bit about talking about why we've called ourselves the Oyster Sisters in a moment, but but part of it, Taz, was recognising that you've started a global movement helping millions of people to love their external wobbly bits and to embrace their bodies. And part of what we started to explore together were the, the internal wobbly bits, mm. the, the things that we would previously have classified as ugly, dark, you know, unpleasant, the things that we wanted to hide. And that is incredibly transformational when you start to share, Gemma, as you've said. And so we realised that there could be some healing mm. for people in listening to us be raw and real and sharing the parts of ourselves that we've previously considered to be maybe ugly or kept hidden and sharing them openly to give other people permission to do the same. And and we're not the first kids on the block to do this. I mean, Brene Brown has made this incredibly familiar language, you know, in terms of being vulnerable and the power of that. And it's terrifying as well, isn't it? Because we're all people who have to varying degrees had put ourselves out publicly mm. and it's it's an interesting thing that we want to do this so why do we want to do this <laughs> why are we here thing about <laughs> I, i'm feeling anxious why are we here <laughs> it maybe it's worth mentioning the gathering we had because i do think we were yes. not necessarily stuck but we we just knew there was something and we didn't know what and <laughs> We we went round and round. My gosh, the ideas we had. Uh, we if we'd done every idea, we would have birthed like this two hundred person business by now. But what we were encouraged to do is just do it. Just get get a group of people together and talk about this, and also ask them what they want and what they need. Mm. And it was so we gathered forty, I think, people together mm. uh, in what then was then my partner's restaurant and just had a really good conversation. We put out there that we'd had this spark of inspiration to be of service by being raw and real and potentially doing that in a, a live show kind of situation. But we didn't really know if there was a need for it or a call for it. And so we asked this group of women that we gathered, these 40 women, whether it was something that they wanted to to hear, whether they wanted to consume uh, us 
sharing our raw um, wobbly bits and we heard that they actually really wanted to learn how to be brave and they wanted to hear us roar because that would give them more permission to be real too. Uh, one of the women talked about modelling being the most powerful way to give permission to others. They felt this sense of if we were able as very you know, externally successful women to be able to put ourselves out there and, and share those parts of ourselves, the, the gritty bits of life, the struggles that we're having, the, in, the thoughts that we might be struggling with, that maybe in us putting that out there and holding space for each other to do that, that maybe that would help others to create a deeper connection with themselves but also with others in their lives mm. too, to open up, to get shucked as we'll talk a little bit more about, to feel inspired, um, to be more courageous and to live more wholeheartedly. Mm. What else did you hear uh, the group of women say they wanted, Taz? Just I'm 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 such a visual person, so you're speaking through that, and I'm actually seeing their faces, and I just saw shoulders relax. Mm. I I heard breaths of just like, oh mm. yes, I feel this too. So for me, all of what you've said, yes, and I think it really for me came back to that modelling piece. They just wanted to see other women do it, and they were okay for us to bumble our way through it as well. Mm. This is actually new for us to do this. This is this is new space. As in to bumble? Is that what you mean? <laughs> well, to, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. you bumbled and that turned out very well, didn't it? Yeah. We'll, I, we'll I, talk about that later. <laughs> Taryn met Tim, her partner, and bumble. And uh, and let me just say, it was the, he was the first guy I swiped. I was, like, really impressed with the one from one <laughs> to go through too many men to get to the one I wanted to. Like, the I first do a podcast on that. <laughs> do you mean bumble, though, as in not performing? As in we have been in a place where we can get up and we can do our stuff and mm, we can do it well point. and we all like to be prepared and we we all like to look like we have our shit together and we gave each other conscious permission to rock up to that event and go, let's just have a conversation. And I think the women there really liked that and mm -hmm. liked seeing our friendship in action and our friendship being co-created on the spot as opposed to let's just do this thing where... Yes, we're talking about our wobbly bits, but actually we're totally fine with them and they're all healed and we band-aid them up again. Does that, is that what you meant by Bumble? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I still, we've, we've heard lots of speakers and we know lots mm. of people mm. who will take an audience and get them to this high and everyone loves them yep. and then it finishes and then everyone just goes back to their life and does the same thing. And I think... I, I love that point, Gemma, that you raised, that we could all, we could have all rocked up here and delivered a podcast to all of you today that you would have enjoyed. And you would have gone, that's a good podcast. But we don't, we don't just want to play by the rules. Yeah. We want to break them. We want to do them our way. And and that and that's what I mean by the bum bumbling our way through it. <laughs> like we've all had little nervous poos, wheeze um <laughs> this morning before we start, right? Like it's scary. Yeah. But but what has become less scary mm. is showing up in the world as we are and removing the mask and being comfortable with it. That's what the three of us did for one another, and that's our hope for what we can do for others. Mm. Absolutely, bingo. And and there was, a, I do think there is a craving, and maybe it's just me, but I, I sensed it from the women who were there in the room, and I sense it from you. There is a craving for depth, 
and there is a craving for true joy rather than surface level pleasure. We can get pleasure and distraction anywhere we want at the moment, but there's a craving for depth and joy and also that depth and joy of connection. And I feel like what we do is is weave those together for better or or worse. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think just talking through some of the the topics that they wanted to hear from us on, they said, can you please talk about guilt and shame and self-worth and imposter syndrome, which we've all had. What's Everything. That? <laughs> don't I don't know, know what you're talking about. about. I just love that when 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 I think about the list of things that they gave us and said, please talk about these things, we all kind of went through that list, you know, forgiveness, um, burning out, self-doubt. We all kind of went, I can do that. Yep, I know that well. <laughs> I, I really experienced that. <laughs> Wrote the book on it. We, that's exactly. <laughs> Some of us haven't yet. Some of us have been trying for 11 <laughs> years to write a book. <laughs> Unhealthy patterns of pleasing others and perfecting and performing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that one just that. Because I've seen that in both of you, yeah. the the patterns of pleasing others. Mm. And when I see when you don't, I'm like, oh, look at them go. Um, and I've learned a lot oh. from the both of you when mm. it comes to pleasing others. And then um, we'll go deep dive into this stuff. I, I, it's like you could see me. I was like, I want to go deep now. <laughs> Let's talk about that now. This is just our intro, everybody. <laughs> like, you're just going to have to listen to us sort of oh, talk yes. about all the things and then yeah. each episode we'll really deep dive on these as subjects mm-hmm. to unpack and cry. Absolutely. Can I, can I do a little go a on. mini deep dive and then I'll pull it back again? But when you were talking about how you've seen Mia and I people please and then go, going back to what you were saying before about sharing the dark bits of yourself. And I think you won't mind me voicing that part of that is your ferocity. And you are Mm. sharing that so openly and honestly with us. And I think we have learned from that. And I do think that all of our dark sides can be turned into bright sides. There's a brightness in all of that. So I think that, yes, there's the authentic conversation and the sharing of the wobbly bits, but actually realising that the wobbly bits, there is strength there too. And we can all learn and we are all learning with and and from each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I just wanted to say forewarning everybody, as a proud perimenopausal woman, (laughs) as the oestrogen is turning down, I have less fucks to give anywhere. This is so, so true about I you. I am on the cusp of, <laughs> of recovering from people-pleasing because yeah. my body is changing, my hormones are changing, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. But I just want to be very real about the fact that I'm. it's kind of scary that I'm feeling on this edge, but also I realise that it's a big part of my growth into yeah. wholeness that I'm letting go of the unhealthy patterns of pleasing and... And perfecting mm-hmm. that are no longer serving me. So, <laughs> so oysters. Yes. Can we okay. just talk about the fact that I know that you you two have got a story about uh, me. You got yes. food poisoning. Well, yes. Gemma witnessed me vomiting oysters all over my tan suede shoes. So the context of that, because we don't tell vomit stories lightly, do we? We both at the time, Gemma, had been working very hard. I'd been single parenting for a good three years and with kids, three kids, 
most of the time. And I was exhausted and had the spontaneous desire to go to the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria and have a weekend that the kids were going to be cared for and just let my hair down and relax with Gemma. So I think it was like two days before that I said, hey, Gem, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. And thankfully you are that kind of a friend that goes, sure, spontaneous, I'll come along. And um, I had been caring for a sick child earlier in the week, bit of gastro, and I thought, mm, I'm right, I'm fine, I'm <laughs> bulletproof. And uh, my gut feels totally fine. Three days later, um, we are having a lovely time Mm. in Sorrento. We've had the most relaxing day ever. And we go out for, to this fancy restaurant for oysters and the most divine bubbly. And um, I get one oyster in and I take a sip of my champagne and my gut just starts to turn upside down. You know, in those moments where you realise there's no holding this back. <laughs> so I went hot and sweaty and prickly and I'm looking at Gemma, who's sort of happily, delightfully enjoying this <laughs> very suave restaurant and this beautiful ambiance and I'm like <sighs> hanging on to the table and I do the dash to the toilet and I... And you did it so gracefully. It's like, just excuse me for one moment, please. (laughs) I would have been like, I'm going to hell. I didn't quite make it mostly into the cubicle, but, oh, I won't go into the gory details. But let's just say I was in there for a good half an hour and poor Gemma (laughs) had no idea what was going on. And I came out, I, I... I tried to clean myself up. I've I've never had an experience quite like that. I tried to clean myself up, but um, with white pants and tan sweet boots on, it was hard to hide as I walk wafting through this. <laughs> oh, are you very saying, fence. are you meaning vomit waft? Oh, well, is that I what you're mean, saying? Wafting yes, through? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I did Bless my best. It. No, you really you know. did. God. Anyway, but the 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 moral of the story was that Gemma dealt with my vomit and put me to bed. And the true sign of friendship, both love for other and love for self, was this moment when Gemma helped me get in the shower. Do you need anything? Can I get you some Panadol? Can I get you a heat pack? Popped me into bed and tucked me in and then said, do you mind if I go out for pizza? (laughs) (laughs) I went, go, have a slice for me, love. So Gemma. So, so what you guys brilliant. will learn about Gemma is that when she has a need, she can voice it and she acts on it. Yep. And it's whether it's we're out at a karaoke bar like we were a few Saturday nights ago. I think it was ten o'clock, which I'm looking at my clock going, Gemma has really outdone herself tonight. Oh, and they're not a nine. There's not a nine. <laughs> yeah. Correct. You're always out. Past the nine. And it's just like, okay, guys, good night. <laughs> We're going to bed. There's no like, oh, you know how you usually sort of, I warmed you up because I was next to go and I'm like, me, I think I'm going to have to go soon. I've got a, an event tomorrow. And and I know that you don't care, but that's just me trying to give myself permission to leave. Whereas yep. Gemma's like, see you guys, yeah, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which is such a beautiful thing. I, I love your oyster story. I, I love that. It's so beautiful and it's so surprising given that I hate them. You've got, you know, we've all got our stories about oysters. Why did we call ourselves the Oyster Sisters? Let's give this some context. I feel like it was 
maybe me in a WhatsApp chat. A chat I just went, <gasps> I've just been researching oysters, and Tara was automatically like, "No, I hate oysters." Repulsion. But when we looked at what was important to us and what was important to the the people who were at this event, we realised that there is something about talking through the grit and how the grit in life produces the pearl. There's something about showing your wobbly bits. Obviously, oysters have these, <laughs> Tara would say, revolting, slithery, mm-hmm. um, wobbly bits inside. There's something about joy and celebration, and we often have oysters with champagne. And there is this, what I, the thing I went, oh my gosh, to when I researched it is that in order for oysters to be able to thrive and grow together, they actually fuse together. So oyster beds are formed in communities which allow every single oyster to grow into who it was meant to be or what it was meant to be. And there was something in the symbolism of that. I think the other thing that, that Mia, you're really strong on mm. is the fact that not everyone like us is going to love oysters and yeah. there's something courageous about that. Yeah, I've, that is the, the, the part of oysters that absolutely resonates most for me because it's my growth edge having spent many years trying to please and perfect, you know, this this piece around owning my oyster nature mm. and encouraging others to own their oyster nature, being that to some people oysters are, de- are a delicacy. They love them. They see them, you know, they're an aphrodisiac. And to others, like Taz, they're totally repulsive. And the truth is that not all of us are going to be liked by everybody. And when we can come to own that and claim that and love the parts of ourselves that we would otherwise hide away for fear that it won't please other people, I think that's when we really start to feel our power in life. And Mm. that's what I want for myself as much as for anyone listening. Mm. Yeah, I can't tell you how much time I've wasted worrying and thinking and obsessing about people's, what they think of me. Mm. Or was that comment that they said directed at me because they think I'm a whatever. It's it's It consumes so much of our time. And I think something that, you know, that we've all talked about that we would love to come from this podcast for those who listen mm. is to recognise that mm. and actually what you said before, like give less fucks about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just just have so much self-love and self-compassion for thyself that anyone who doesn't like you is kind of like cool. Yeah, absolutely. And and getting to the point where we're looking at our wobbly bits and we don't just go, ah, oh, they're there and I accept them, but we go, they're there and I love them. Mm. And thank goodness they're there because that then allows me to do this or that then brings the strength of this moving from not just acceptance but courageous love of ourselves and love of each other's wobbly bits too. Mm. So I guess when we talk about the what of the podcast, Mm. we're hoping that everyone feels a little more connected and less alone in dealing with some of the shitty grit in life and that our conversations will inspire growth and courage for you, for you listening. And we're here to share the real and the raw stories. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. Oh, my God. Is that what we're really doing? (laughs) Did you not get get the memo? Oh, yep. Okay. All right. I'm on board. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? The the interesting thing for those of you who are listening is that you're going to hear us Mm. in this podcast 
have our wobbly bits exposed and our discomforts mm. aired and you'll see the other two kind of nudging, being loving, just holding the space, opening it up, I will be the first to shut down. Like I'm not, I'm not talking about it. No, I'll give you hand signals. You won't be able to see them. But I'll be like, no, guys, I don't want to go there. And then you will. And then that's, you know, that's the space we're, we're creating here. Yeah. yeah. And then in sharing those real and raw stories, we're also hoping that we can help you to create deep connection with others uh-huh. in your lives. And also we would love to inspire delicious growth in you through sharing our little pearls of learning that we've we're, gosh, we're figuring it out as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But if we can help even just a tiny bit by sharing those little pearls of learning we're accumulating along the way, then we would love to do that. Yeah, and it's not just growth for growth's sake. It's no. growth that serves you in your life, that motivates and strengthens and delights you. And, you know, this is not about us being the experts and teaching from a lofty place where we're really here to walk along or swim alongside you. Mm-hmm.